Cinephobiacs. It's Maze, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Queued Up. I love reviewing bad movies on Cinephobe, but sometimes I like to talk about good content, too. I know that might sound crazy, but hear me out. We're tackling the third season of Succession, which premiered on Sunday and wasted no time getting down to business. Join me, Jake Hoy, and Eden Liu as we look down upon the elites from our podcast penthouse. Find Queued Up, that's C-U-E-D, wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe, rate, unsubscribe, review, resubscribe, and tune in every week. If it is to be said, so it be, so it is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I feel like when you get animated, it's going to be weird. It's going to be live action. No, Zach, this isn't an animated movie. It's animatronic. I'm going to move. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't be there because then I can see you. I'm just taking you guys on a little journey right now. I'm stop believing. Journey through time and space. There's a non-zero percent chance Zach's going to get in trouble, by the way. <laughs> trying to shut up in business here. Let me take a picture of this shit. You take a picture like an old man. No, I'm taking a video. <laughs> <laughs> So I was just grinning like this like for like an idiot for no reason. <laughs> I could not imagine spending three hours on something that I didn't like after 10 minutes. You don't like it. You are a weird individual to keep watching. What are you, nuts? You dedicated a week of your life to dislike something? Get a hobby. Knit something. Go for a walk. Previously on Cinephobe. How am I supposed to go back to the me before all of this pain? Excuse me, we're new in town and we've never had sex before. Would you give us a hand? I would have rather seen his cock. Out of way, Bobby! This episode in this movie exists. You bet your sweet ass I saw a lawnmower, man. Oh, Teddy. I'll call some guys from my neck of the woods. We're not talking, Brooke, about a couple of queens who know a few grapples. We're talking about Polacks that don't have a goddamn future. You have a stupid heart and a stupid brain. Regular Einstein. You think I'm a coward? You're wrong. I'm not a coward. You're the coward. I'm not a coward. I love cocaine. I do it all the time. I'm sorry, you guys. I don't mean fag like homosexual. I mean fag like retard. I got nukes shooting out of my dick right now. I've got so many nukes. Dick nukes. I mean, look at this buffet of ass. Mouth to dildo, dildo ass, ass to ass. Hi, Brant. Anal beads. I'm the goddamn talent, Maze. Look, Gene, I've never told anyone this before. My head! But I can suck my own dick. And I do it a lot. 1038. This movie is shit. You don't know shit. Holy shit, bro. I had the same note, too. I swear to God, both of you guys are the biggest fucking liars in the world. Howdy, howdy, howdy. You should have saved this for the train. All right, au revoir, Lubin. Lisa, solid. Oh, I mean, why don't you just be like a regular person and dream about regular threesomes? Like clones. Give me some soul, kisses, baby. Hey, beautiful. Oh, dang. Oh, oh. I can't indulge this comparison to a person that I mean may or may not know in a movie that has nothing to do with this podcast. That's some 20th century shit, bitch. We will tangle ass. Say hi to your mother for me. And you will lose. What's the end game? Okay, now everyone's dead. What is fucking Spence from Ballers? Who cares what the end game is? Garbage! I am Ralph. McCavity! <laughs>
Welcome to Cinephobe, the podcast where we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper. That's Amino Hassan. That's Anthony Mays. Patreon.com slash Count the Dings. Get all of our extra stuff. Make sure you get all the bonus content for not just Cinephobe, but the entire Count the Dings network. If you have a review, review it. Make sure you're throwing it on the old Apple podcast. It's a five-star review or better. I'm telling you, you guys think I'm fucking around. We don't get to 2,000 reviews on Apple Podcasts by the end of Fighting Slash Martial Arts Month. Podcast is over. How far off are we? 1892. Hell of a year. Is that when the Boston beaneries or what What was it? What was the Boston? What's the... The, the Brooklyn <laughs> bridegrooms? This is not interesting. The bridegrooms. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Maze, you know about the Brooklyn bridegrooms? No. You want me to tell you? No. The Dodgers went through a lot of different name incarnations before they settled on Dodgers, including going back and forth like multiple times and calling themselves just the grooms and the bridegrooms. So bridegrooms is the groom for a bride, a.k.a. groom. Funny enough, you say that back when they went from the Brooklyn Grays to the Brooklyn bridegrooms, they were the bridegrooms from 1888 to 1890 and then went to the grooms from 1891 to 1895 then in 1896 went back to the bridegrooms they wanted that alliteration back in 1899 they became the superbas Mm. so yeah if you have a review review it if you have a submission submit it just needs to be 40 percent or lower audience or critic score on the old rotten tomatoes october's fighting slash martial arts month on cinephobe may started us off with the classic bar fight movie roadhouse I mean it was next he stole my pick of blood sport so i decided to go with the 1991 action adventure comedy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Martial arts, superhero comedy. Superhero? Are they superheroes? They are. Since when? They're turtles. Well, they're not turtles. They're mutant turtles. No, they're turtles. They have superpowers. Oh, God. They're mutagenic. Yeah. (laughs) Think mutagenic people are just normal heroes? Is mutagenic what Frank Thomas peddles on infomercials now? Sorry, we recognize you from those Nugenics commercials. Oh, yeah? That's great. So does Nugenics really work? Oh, yeah. Him and Doug Flutie. Him and Doug Flutie, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she'll love it, too. (laughs) Is Brett Favre on those or no? No, no, no. Favre's dick is not naturally hard what and small we've all seen the picture you know forever i didn't know it was hard in that picture <laughs> i swear to god until he fucked you and you're like oh my god this is really what oh, it looks it like. when did it click zach when did you put it together five years ago oh, he sucked it <laughs> you want to know if i ate that dick did you suck that cock like a bomb popped down to the blue you want the answer give it to me blanced i ate that dick i ate those balls and i licked that kid's sweaty asshole teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze stars Kevin Clash? Yes. Paige Turco? Mark Queso? Ernie Race Jr.? Yes. It's not a star-studded cast, but really the stars of the turtle costumes, right? Speak for yourself. There's quite a few stars in this movie. Kevin Clash, whom do you know from having a hand up Elmo's ass since 1980? That's Elmo's puppeteer. And the voice of Elmo. Was he also the one charged with like... What? He's got some Me Too stuff. Oh, does he? Oh, I didn't know that. He was also Splinter in the first Ninja Turtles movie, and he was on the show Dinosaurs. If you're Elmo... You're good, right? You're still making money off of being Elmo. Clash resigned from Sesame Street in 2012 after allegations of sexual impropriety, all of which he denied and were later dismissed due to expiration of the statute of limitations. He returned to puppeteering as a supporting performer in the comedy The Happy Time Murders. Have you guys ever seen that? No. Future Cinephobe. And also, Elmo's black? Yes. You didn't know that? No, 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 no. Paige Turco. I wonder they tried to fire him. Who you may know from Guiding Light, All My Children, NYPD Blue, Party of Five, Invincible, 
and the game plan. It's her film debut. Michelin Sisti plays Michelangelo. He's a repeat offender. Oh, yes. From Theodore Rex. I wish I knew how to quit you. He's a puppeteer. He also puppeteered in Team America World Police and Forgetting Sarah Marshall in the Vampire Musical. Leif Tilden plays Donatello. He was also in Dinosaurs, Monkey Bone, and Ace Ventura 2 when Nature Calls. He's the gorilla. Racist. Ken Scott is Raphael. He was in the first movie. Ken Scott was in a movie called Shoot Fighter, Fight to the Death. He was also in Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Mark Queso plays Leonardo. He's a repeat offender from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I wish I knew how to quit you. Ernie Reyes Jr. was in The Last Dragon, which seems way too long ago for him to be in this movie. No, no, no. It's like a couple years before this movie. He's in Surf Ninjas, Rush Hour 2, The Rundown, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, something called Ninja Apocalypse. Mm. He was on an episode of The Librarians and an episode of Charmed. He's also in a shit ton of things as a stunt double. He did a lot of stunts for the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Francois Chow plays Shredder. He was Quick Kick in G.I. Joe. He's Dr. Pierre Chang from Lost, a.k.a. Marvin Candle, a.k.a. Mark Wickmund, a.k.a. Edgar Hallowax. Oh, you just said gibberish. <laughs> what the fuck any of that means? He was in the point of no return. Beverly Hills Ninja, Lethal Weapon 4, The Tick. And he was in something called Office Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I like this ninjas in different... <laughs> You just search Ninja for everybody else's credits. Serve Ninja, Office Ninja, Short Order Cook Ninja. We get repeat offender Susie Essman from Cop Out. And of course, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I wish I knew how to quit you. I don't like that Amin keeps looking at me while I'm doing this. It's really creeping me out. Farmer's Market. We're in, we're in a hotel, I don't know, restaurant that's not open. It's only open for breakfast. I'm in a roped off area. Because I'm a very important podcaster. He's sitting in the dark <laughs> with a big grin on his face, looking like the the stock photo meme guy. A racist. Kevin Nash from John Wick, The Longest Yard, and the Magic Mike franchise. His film debut, he's a former wrestler who is known as Big Daddy Cool, a.k.a. Diesel, a.k.a. Vinny Vegas, and he was the first person to defeat Goldberg in 1998. Again, gibberish and repeat offender i wish i knew how to quit you vanilla Vanilla ice Ice from that's my boy that's my boy another film debut were you gonna say daddy's my boy what were you gonna say there (laughs) (laughs) daddy's home my boy too why would i call this shower buddy that's just it's just weird why would your buddy be in the shower with you (laughs) why would your daddy (laughs) this movie's directed by (laughs) michael pressman who directed a shit ton of TV shows and a lot of TV movies. Also, Bad News Bears in Breaking Training and something called Those Lips, Those Eyes. Future cinephobe Dr. Detroit is also on his resume. What? What the fuck is Dr. Detroit? Dan Aykroyd. I've seen people recommend that before. Is that where Robocop becomes a doctor? I'd watch that, actually. Just a super serious <laughs> doctor movie about Robocop. No fighting, no guns. Just Robocop is a doctor. Yeah. Call it Robocop! <laughs> Just prescribe opioids and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Three writing credits go to Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, and Todd W. Langan. The Kevin Eastman? Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. From the Boston Celtics? No, not that one. From Nike? <laughs> Created the characters for uh, Super Ninja Turtles or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> It, motherfucker it is a superhero movie <laughs> i'm tired man why are you tired i mean i were watching breakdancers last night oh man <laughs> joe i completely forgot about that when i came back to the hotel room 
something I don't remember. I was on the phone for 27 minutes. With who? None of your business, but I was on the phone for 27 minutes. Brett Favre. Line what? Brett Favre. <laughs> Taking him to the farmer's market. <laughs> Todd Langan wrote the original movie, this movie, and five episodes of The Wonder Years. And that's it. He also gets a writing and soundtrack credit for Ninja Rap. Vanilla Ice didn't even write his own fucking song. Well, those lyrics were pretty complex, though. So. They sent me a, a, you know, a, a script and everything, tell me what was going on in the in the movie and, and what was going to be happening. You know, they told me all about this whole scene. It's exactly like they, you know, they had it wrote down and everything and um, told me to write and make it ice. So I did. I hyped it up, put the funky beats behind it and made it ice. And they told me to keep it clean, you know, for the kids and everything, which is me anyway. So ice, ice babies in full effect. Yep, yep. Turtles 2, watch it. Synopsis for TMNT 2, Secret of the Ooze. The Turtles and the Shredder battle once again, this time for the last canister of the ooze that created the Turtles, with which Shredder wants to unleash an army of new mutants. Pretty solid synopsis. Does he want to do that, or does he want to just hold up the canister and show it to everybody the entire time? Oh my god. He does that a lot. That's all this is, yeah, just like, I got it, like, it's a fucking golden ticket, Willy Wonka. And they have to act shocked every time he does. Oh no, the canister that we've all been chasing. <laughs> Tagline, Cowabunga. It's the new turtle movie. That's not a tagline. Straight to the point. Other tagline. Back by bodacious demand. Oh my god. Because they're surfers, I mean. Ostentatious. Only two of them are surfers. One's a nerd and one is Roth Machio, right? One is Moose. <laughs> they're all Moose. <laughs> the banter in this movie man. oh there's so much turtle banter in this movie so much mutant banter i was exhausted i was literally like on my hands and knees panting 25 million dollar estimated budget it grossed 78.6 million u.s and worldwide plus who knows how many fucking toys they sold off this movie i know i had them they made a shit ton of money before we jump into this movie and before you listen to the rest of this podcast teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze is available on hbo max you're welcome. TMNT 2, Secret of the Ooze receives... Zach literally waited. He paused for us to thank him. No, I was letting the listener at home go, oh, yeah, thank you, Zach. Theater of the mind, you piece of shit. You can play that game. Why do you want to be thanked? You're the one who picked the last rental. Which was what? Passenger 57. That's a banger. You're welcome for that, too. You're welcome for renting that. Thank you for Gallo Walkers, by the way. You're welcome. That one was free. No, it wasn't. I would have paid to not watch that. Exactly. I would have paid to watch it. I'd buy it. I'd buy it on Blu-ray. Do it, you coward. Buy two copies, you coward. Do it right now. I'm watching you right now. <laughs> All right. You want to see it? Yeah. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts, okay? Yes, let's get nuts. Let's do it. Gallo Walkers. DVD. Add to cart. All right. Now hit the <laughs> <laughs> Really watching me. I don't like this. <laughs> Sorry. i got to empty these magnum xl condoms out of my shopping cart of me <laughs> there place order i don't know why do you need those Brett Favre does it. teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze receives 35 percent from critics on 43 reviews on rotten tomatoes 67 percent from the audience on over 100,000 ratings i mean would you like the positive or the negative reviews Glass half full kind of guys. Oh, actually, bottle half full because I have one in my hand right now. Give me the positives. Wow, everybody's just thinking about the negative. Well, I think the glass is half full. Everybody thinks it's half empty. Brian D. Johnson of McLean's Magazine. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze is funnier, smarter, and more entertaining than the original. 
I have no idea if that's true or not. I do have an idea that it is not true. John Robinson of the Santa Cruz Sentinel. Shout out to Mays. Yeah, your neck of the woods. I found myself sort of liking the turtles, and you have to admit that Cowabunga Dude is the perfect response to every question. 20th century bitch. <laughs> oh! Sir, did you sexually assault and molest my client? Cowabunga Dude. No further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> Sustained. Right. That wouldn't be the response. What would sustained? Shut up and legal. Brian Costello of Common Sense Media. Kitschy nostalgia trip with some martial arts violence. Roger Hurlbert of the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Herbert. While Michelangelo, Raphael, Leonardo, and Donatello are the spunky, upstaging stars of the film, they also have a better cast and story to work with. Dave Kerr. Of Chicago Tribune. One finds in them the same unabashed enjoyment of color and movement, of spectacular athletics and outrageous stunts that animates the Hong Kong action cinema as a whole and makes it so superbly entertaining. Color and movement? Sounded racist, whatever it was. Is it a rhythmic gymnastics performance? Kevin Carr of 7M Pictures. This is one of those rare sequels. That actually lives up quite nicely to the original. No, it doesn't. Lloyd Bradley of Empire Magazine. This lacks the darkness and subtlety that makes the first film so good and so adult, but its simplified plot and gags will appeal to the under 10s. Easy, me. <laughs> Do not diddle kids. It's no good diddling kids. Dominic Wells of Time Out. The Dominator. The bigger budget is a blessing. Is it? Isn't it? Cowabunga dudes. Other than the suits, they didn't seem to spend a lot of money on this movie. The suits look great, though. It's true. That's the best turtle that I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Since Jerry Ferrara. That's the best turtle I've ever seen. Janet Maslin of New York Times. Maslin's hierarchy of needs. The turtles, when not battling Shredder or providing vanilla ice with the basis for a rap number, kid around in enjoyable ways. My ass on vanilla ice coming up with a rap on the spot <laughs> he's like wait 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 a second wait a second guys <laughs> no he was thinking his ass off there i will fight you on that <laughs> he was great after your last ass off nominee what are you talking about yo young frank dukes was <laughs> he's up there as the worst actor in cinephobe history what the fuck are you talking about maze he's worse than the dentist from troll 2 no he's better than anyone we've had the part where we all like start doing our own young frank dukes <laughs> impressions i'm not a punch back <laughs> Luke Wide Thompson of New Times. The Muppets look mighty fake, and Vanilla Ice was better in Cool as Ice, but check out wrestler Kevin Nash as Super Shredder. You don't have very long to check him out. I must say, it was like three seconds. Yeah, it's not much. We'll we'll get to it. Donna Britt of the Washington Post. The second TMNT has enough jokes aimed at adults to make for a relatively painless outing for parents forced to take their kids to see it. What jokes were aimed at adults? Just the references like Schwarzenegger and... Ralph Nader. Ralph Nader, oh my God. Yeah, that Ralph Nader joke. That one really hit with (laughs) early 90s kids. Oh, big time. This movie is heavy on banter and heavy on reference because every five seconds I'm like, okay, here comes another one. User Jeremy H, five out of five stars. This was the first movie I saw in the theater. Fantastic reviewing by you. User Adam Z, four out of five stars. Turns out I like the first one better. 
Russell R, five out of five stars. The best in the series by far. Love the modern day science spin on it and the fact that they lived in an apartment. This movie is solid gold. Solid. Gotta love that modern day science. And then final positive review. User Terminator 8, four out of five stars. (laughs) Terminator 8. Nostalgia. Sweet nostalgia. Time for the negative reviews. Stop being a pessimist. This tank is not half full. It's half empty. Tim Brayton of Antagony and Ecstasy. Hell-bent on being innocuous, high-spirited fun, but it just comes off as shrill and shallow and dim-witted. Does Antagony and Ecstasy live together in perfect harmony? Antagony and Ecstasy live together in perfect harmony. I don't like you looking at me while you do this. It just sounds like a mean drug dealer. Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune. I don't think my negative reaction is a case of a parent forgetting the sort of mindless entertainment that he himself enjoyed as a child. Rather, the turtle fights are more depressing than joyful. Didn't find them depressing. Michael Sagrao of The New Yorker. What? Sagrao. Why don't you Sagrao? S-A-G-R-O-W. Sagrao. The artful grunge is gone and so is the edge. The whole movie is bright yet colorless. So he disagrees with the Rhythmic Gymnastics review earlier. Stephen Hunter of the Baltimore Sun. Oh, I love this work. Good rebounder. Mm. The plot, as primitive as it is, still isn't very clear. It never acquires the spontaneity or the force of a true story, but seems to exist mainly as a pretext for the familiar ninja banter so beloved of the cult, as in Cowabunga Dudes and such forth. Why is none of this in English? Felix Vasquez Jr. of Cinema Crazed. Nostalgia lends aside. It's a pretty crummy follow-up to the 1990 movie. We've got to find another word other than nostalgia. David Parkinson of Radio Times. Oh, he gives me the shakes. No. <laughs> it's a thing. I put that in there because I was like, there's no way even a mean will make this joke. Did it miss a beat? <laughs> the sequel is less abrasive than its predecessor and was considerably less successful at the box office. Ralph Novak of People Magazine. This swindle of a sequel is so dim that it looks as if it were lit by candles. Mm. Desmond Ryan of the Philadelphia Inquirer. The plot of Turtles 2 hinges on toxic waste. And that turns out to be a pretty accurate description of the film. Bob Bloom of Journal and Courier. Bob Bloom. This one should have oozed out of the can before it got into the theaters. (laughs) Bob Bloom. (laughs) Risky, risky, risky. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone. Travers City. Next time, if the turtles really want to hurt him, they should call on Hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Zach Harper time travels back to 1991. (laughs) James Sanford of the Kalamazoo Gazette. If a Vanilla Ice cameo is a highlight, imagine what the rest of the film is like. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times. Today's kids are learning from the turtles that the world is a sinkhole of radioactive waste, that it's more reassuring to huddle together in sewers than take your chances competing at street level, and that individuality is dangerous. Calabunga. It's actually teaching them that if they get toxic waste, they might become ninja turtles. So they're probably down with it. Also, Roger Ebert, when did you turn into Mr. Republican over here? <laughs> Real interesting turn there. Are you sure that wasn't Tony Medley? <laughs> Derek Smith of the Apollo Guide. Not only insulting to your intelligence, but also harmful for children to watch. How? I don't know. Because they took all the violence out of this one. Right. Yes. John Esther of Pasadena Weekly. For losers. <laughs> Yo, you know, people who are on diets, they uh they frequently pass a dinner or two maybe even. They pass it. Like they say, no, I don't want a dinner. 
also, people who don't like Adina Howard, I would pass on Adina. Pass Adina. Or people who do like Adina Howard. Hey, hey, pass Adina. Pass Adina over here. Last one, user Elliot C, half star out of five. This movie has horrible references, bad jokes, horrible CGI, horrible work conditions, a terribly racist rat, a rapper who copied his hit song Ninja Rap from the New York Knicks games. Finally, Donatello sounds like a stereotypical big city lawyer. Michelangelo sounds crazy. And Raphael sounds like a mafia man. Future callback for everything. Same note, too. And now for something completely different. I heard a noise. What noise did you hear? It was like a... Like one of those. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, my God. It's like a cat in the background, you know? Yeah, it's like a cat. Cat in a kumite. Not a cat. Catate. Not a cat. It is a cat. You got to stop this maze. It's a cat. You know what maze is doing? I'm telling you, this is like the dress. No, no. It's the Mandela effect. First of all, Mandela's a great man. So let's just pump your brakes in. Second of all, what maze is doing right now is he's doing the I'm a cat guy. You guys don't know what cats sound like. I haven't even played that card yet. Oh, that's what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what you're doing. I know. Here's the thing I don't understand. I mean, it's super easy to figure it out, right? Because they're at the Kumite. There's obviously a cat. Clearly, it's been training in Meowtai. It's actually getting ready for its own tournament called the Kumiaute. Can't wait to figure out what to do with this random Just drop banter. it right in the fucking middle. You yeah, know what? Coward. Who cares? Yes, we recorded part of this in Houston, Texas. Yeehaw. We recorded up until the moment that we had to leave for the no, no, airport. No. By leave for the airport. We went down to the bar and had a couple of yeah. drinks and then <laughs> and then we left for the airport. <laughs> That's why I sound so different. I was on a shitty microphone yesterday. And so yeah, drop all this in. Don't cut any of this out. Yeah. Let's give them the raw. I love it. No condom on this podcast. We don't have any fucking time. He's got to go to the airport. Let's do this shit. Someone got a, a 10 minute cold open. I mean, it's a cold middle. Cold middle. That's what it is. Cold middle. <laughs> we just invented the cold middle. Freezing cold middle. That's right. We're pioneering here on Cinephobe. When you take a steak out of the freezer and cook it a little bit in the oven and then eat it. When you microwave it. The cold middle. I put it on high. This is the hot pocket of podcasts. Leave it all in. These days, you don't want to be confined by your wardrobe. You never know where a day might take you. After work, you might hit the gym, grab a beer, eat several whole pizzas with your best friends after fighting crime, and you don't want to constantly be changing clothes. In 2016, Cuts founder Stephen Borelli also felt boxed in by his wardrobe. He hated having to compromise between style and comfort, so he decided to do something about it and started with reinventing the humble plain tee. The result? A tee that GQ calls the only shirt worth wearing. Stylish enough for the boardroom or the street. Comfortable enough for workouts in the gym or nights out at the club. You might think, did we really need a new take on the t-shirt? Yes. Yes, we did. Cuts became world famous for making shirts that look as great as they feel for whatever life throws your way. And now, they're reinventing work leisure below the waist, too. Cuts just released their new, always-on joggers, designed to never take a day off, even when you do. No matter where the day finds you, Cuts joggers offer comfort that never quits and style that never disappoints. Their joggers are so spectacular, bodacious, and ostentatious, they'll have you saying cowabunga in no time, dudes. Elite athletes such as Patrick Mahomes, Damian Lillard, and Bryce Harper wear cuts. So tell all your Mahomies it's Dame time and order now. It's not just a lifestyle. It's not just clothing. It's work leisure apparel for the sport of business. Get 15% off your first order at cutsclothing.com ding. 
That's cutsclothing.com slash ding, D-I-N-G, for 15% off your first order. Amin, what's your first note? Shout out to It's Real 85. This is the guy who did all the voiceover stuff but like a decade ago or so. Many of his stuff is most famous for the David Aldridge, Allen Iverson interview where he made it seem like Allen Iverson talked about maybe getting in the front office and David Aldridge was laughing his ass off at him. He was hilarious. But he did this series of voiceovers for Teenage Ninja Turtles, both one and two. He kind of composed it into one thing. And I went back and I watched it just for this because I, I wanted to relive some of those laughs again. Also, first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil played Shredder in the animated Teenage Ninja Turtles cartoons. Sort of similar to that. Starts out with In Memory of Jim Henson. And I wrote, since fucking when? When? And then I Googled and, well, he died actually before this movie, which I didn't know. I just, yeah. I, I assumed he was alive in the 90s. No. That was news to me. It's shocking news to me. That's why Kermit doesn't sound the same as it did when I was a kid. I had Kermit. Hashtag not my Kermit. It's not easy being green. Speaking of amphibians, we forgot Newt Arnold in Repeat Offenders, the director of Bloodsport, was a assistant director on this movie. I wish I knew how to quit you. When they were trying to get an assistant, they said, hey, send Newt's. That doesn't make sense. We get some New York City B-roll. Times Square, people yelling about pizza. Everybody's eating pizza. Oh, my God. Pizza. New Yorkers on a date loving pizza. More pizza. I want some pizza so bad right now. Oh, my God. It looks so good. Now we're at a pizza place, and people are, you guessed it, eating pizza. And one of these women gets up, and I said, zero cheeks. Pizza is taking the city by storm. And I wrote, whoa, cops handcuffed to a white perpetrator eating pizza while three black guys walk by unharassed harmony that's how you know it's a fantasy i contend that nothing has ever made pizza look better than the ninja turtles either in the movie or especially in the cartoon i would say pizza makes pizza look better best looking pizza ever is the cartoon pizza from ninja turtles no 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 oh my god the cheese is so oozy what's the secret we're at roy's pizza and business is a booming i start wondering if this is a pizza movie kino played by Ernie Reyes Jr., has another delivery for that O'Neill woman. Again, they should be buying it wholesale. Ah. How about some wholesale exposition, huh? On who's buying this pizza. Yeah. Kino gets on his scooter. Hollers at the hose. And he hits on three girls. They say, dream on, dweeb. Very 90s. Okay, I will. But when I do, I'll dream of something a little thinner. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Misogyny. He's not delivering pizza. He's delivering misogyny. a boy. Pulls up to a building, grabs a pizza, says April O'Neil, and notices some vans with some stolen goods. Including a 19-inch color TV. Woo! 20th century, bitch. bitch. He investigates the building nearby. This robbery is out in the fucking open, by the way. Like, he just saw it across the street. Lights are on. Doors are open. Nobody's in the car. They're just... Casually, nonchalantly wearing stockings over their faces. Pantyhose on the head for a thief? 20th century, bitch. That was big time. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. No. Well, that used to be the thing, man. Everyone had pantyhose. When you want, you want to rob somebody, you want to shoot somebody, you ever get that pantyhose. Hold it. You guys are under arrest. Why does he sound like Michael J. Fox? Buddy? That's a great question. Who's taller, Kino or Michael J. Fox? Ooh. Michael J. Fox is so short, he looks short on camera. You know how short you have to be to look short? Well, I mean, neither is Kino. Yeah. He just tricks you because he can jump. That's true. Michael J. Fox can't. I have to use a stunt double for Teen Wolf. 
What are you, night security? This isn't about Parkinson's. This is just about Michael T. Fox not being very athletic. We could just stop talking about Parkinson's in this episode. It'd be fantastic. Well, no, actually, I'm a pizza delivery. You know, kicks two of them immediately, sweeps a leg. Did I mention I study martial arts? <laughs> I thought you got there in lines that I just know Maze is going to love that. That was one of them. Same note, too, bro. Says, down you go with perfect breath control and starts fighting a third guy. Banter. He hits a guy and says, stay down. And I wondered, can you have a disembodied voice if we can see the body? No, no, no. This is just banter. He has a disembodied voice, even though we're looking right at him. There was a point, I won't lie, where I wondered if we were in a blood sport situation. <laughs> this is Michael J. Fox. Right. They just dubbed Michael J. Fox over this tiny Asian man. Now about 12 guys with pantyhose come out. How many guys does it take to rob a weird little mall? There's a lot of murmuring about who is this guy? They only sell pantyhose in like big packs. I'm not going to buy this shit and then just have leftovers. So I invited some friends. Hey, guys, you want to do a job tonight? Here, I got the penny hose. No, but then you got to split it, right? You got to split the commission. They're going to split that 19-inch TV 10 ways? Baby. Kino says help, and that's when the Ninja Turtles come down the stairs behind him, jump over him, and we get the title credit, Secret of the Ooze, and it oozes off the screen. A real nice touch there. Bad guys are scrambling. Leonardo kicks a guy and says, awesome. Raph spin kicks a guy and says, wicked. Donatello takes someone down and says, eclectic. Michelangelo asks eclectic, and then he gets punched. Donatello says, oops. <laughs> Kino shakes his face in disbelief, and then Raph wraps him up in a sheet. Oh, acting his ass off with the I don't believe it. <laughs> and stuffs him in a trash can. It's for his own good. Donatello wraps the guy up with some pantyhose, hog ties him, yells, Ninja Cowboy. Michelangelo takes a guy down with a yo-yo. Then his guys surround him. He says, watch this, and he walks the dog. Then he goes around the world and knocks four guys out with a yo-yo. Oh, man, yo-yos, 20 CB. Remember there was like a phase where like everyone like had yo-yos and oh, shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, My yeah. brother was one of those people. I always thought it was so that My brother was also the guy who was into the vest phase. Oh, no. Did he do the vest and the yo-yo at the same time? Of course. How else are you supposed to carry it around besides in those pockets? When he hits everyone with the yo-yo, it makes a cartoon noise as it hits everybody's head. I realized at that moment, the sound effects combined with laying the voiceovers over the, the turtles. The guy who did sound for this movie had to work triple overtime. Oh, yeah. No shot. Like, he had to clear his schedule for months <laughs> working on the Ninja Turtles movie. Also, why aren't any of these guys thrown off from the fact that they're fighting fucking turtles? That's a turtle. That's a turtle, man. It didn't take long for them to accept, okay, these are life-size turtles. I'm just going to assume they don't breathe fire or shoot lasers in their eyes because I don't know where shit. <laughs> like, why would you just trust all they do is fight? Right. And also, if you look at the size of them, right, and the way their muscles are ripped, they have to be just fucking powerful. I didn't notice the muscles for a while. I get to that point. It's like the fucking rock. You got in the notes of Leo throws his swords into the ceiling, grabs the handles, pulls up in the air, and takes out two guys. Then Donatello bumps into an inflatable clown. He likes the rocking. Then he pretends to be one to mess with the robber. Who falls for it? Scares him and he runs away. He's been fighting turtles this whole time. <laughs> but he thought this one, <laughs> this one was just an inflatable toy. Michelangelo starts beating up a guy with a sausage and yells, the missing link. First, he falls behind a counter and ADR is, you want a pickle? I'll give you a pickle. Baby. Tension. <laughs> He yells combat cold cuts and he uses sausages as nunchucks. And next time I'll use mustard. And he helps Kino out of the trash. Mikey lets it slip that they saw him from the roof across the street and Raph shuts him up. 
Tells Kino, find a phone, call the police. And Kino calls the cops at a payphone. He's so whiny. Do you think he's hitting puberty at that point? That's why he's whiny or he's just a whiny voice. 20th century, bitch. He's using that payphone. Comes back down. All of the bad guys are piled on top of each other like a sex pyramid. Turtles took the pizza and they left money. So he didn't steal a pizza. Honorable. And on the street, a couple recognizes April O'Neil in front of her building. Not any couple. It's Susie Green, you fat fuck. The guy calls her the news lady. And of course, Susie knows April's name and is absolutely acting her ass off, holding back her clear frustration here. So, uh, how are things in the action news biz, huh? I'm pretty tiring, mostly. <laughs> well, honey, if you cut back on the heavy aerobics and all that jumping and yelling... It's all right, Muriel. I find it disturbing. Here, let me get that for you. Oh, all oh, right. As they walk away, she chastises him. Oh, so anything with a skirt, you notice. Was that necessary? Yo, it's amazing. Susie has been literally playing the same character. Because she's so great at it. For 30 fucking years. It's one of those ones where it's like Vince Vaughn. I don't give a shit that Vince Vaughn is Vince Vaughn in every movie. Just bring it to me. I buy it. I'll watch it. Bring it to me. Also, shout out to the Count the Dings listeners who, for my birthday last year, Got me a cameo from Susie Essman. What can I tell you? It's your fucking birthday. You're really fucking old, Zach. And wash your fucking hands and wear your fucking mask. But for your birthday, I give you permission to tell everybody in your ding, 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 king world to go fuck themselves. Scream, yell, kick people out of your house. Nothing makes me happier than when I say, get the fuck out of my house, Larry. We go into the apartment. She has a massive place. The shoulder pads on April 20th century, bitch. She's putting groceries away. She finds a rubber snake in the fridge. Michelangelo. Goes into a little bit I like to call housekeeps position. Clean up and just name everybody. <laughs> Comic books are Leonardo. Mm-hmm. Skateboard is Donatello. Oh. Workout resistance thing is Raphael. <laughs> the rat is the cleanest one. <laughs> there are pizza boxes fucking everywhere. Everywhere. And that'd be me. Turtles return to the apartment with pizza as she goes upstairs. Whoa, primo, primo workout, workout, dudes. Yeah, we showed those guys. We primo, bros. Turtle Riffic. Maximundo. Same workout too, bro. Acapella. Huh? Perestroika? Oh. Frerejaka? Frerejaka, Frerejaka. <laughs> this is like the saddest note ever. I used to think these motherfuckers were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hurt. I used to think like this shit was the peak of comedy, right? Oh, fuck. Get it? Like they're all saying words and then he used the wrong word. How about that? It's so hard to write banter for four people simultaneously. Is it though? I don't know. Banter works great with two people. Tango and Cash. Oh. Frank and Jackson. That's banter. Really Jackson and anybody. Dalton and Wade. Turtles aren't having it. They celebrate the burn. They say hi to April. She seems to be apathetic to pizza again. As they're about to dig in, Mikey says, please, please, a moment to reflect. And they take a big whiff of the pizza and take it in. Ninja pizza. Pizza that vanished quickly without trace. First of all, problematic with the Asian accent. Second of all, you know that's a metaphor, right? What? Taking a big whiff of the pizza before they uh, indulge. What are you talking about? Metaphor for what? Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, no, I took a sip. That's real good. Have my drinks. I, yeah, so that's I what I was, I was actually hoping you'd have more alcohol in your system as the podcast goes on. The end of this podcast should be real easy for Maze as he's on a time crunch. Go, go, go. Come oh, on. me. I'm the one holding up. Got it. Okay. Wait, are you kidding me? He's hammered. I mean, out, out. Get out of here. Raph says to toss him a ninja slice and Mikey says, Donnie, Statue of Liberty. Just like the kids in Hurricane Heist. <laughs> 
time he throws it past April. Raph dives for it. And he catches on his side. Touchdown. She wants to know if they found a new place to live yet. Well, you know, in this market, it's actually very difficult to find good subterranean housing. Market. <laughs> So in the It's Real 85 voiceovers, the main theme is that Raphael has been fucking April and she went on the news and announced it. And so the voiceover line that happens when whoever that is fucking reading the paper is like, oh, hey, look at that front page news. Someone fucking and, t- and tell it about it. So front page. I'm trying to get. Hey, look at the front page. Someone fucking and telling. How about that? I spent a lot of time looking back and forth at like which color was which guy. I did not have that memorized. Racist. Well, Amin didn't even try. So he just said, whichever one said that. No, I do. I know Raphael is the one that fucking talks like, oh, hey, oh. oh. I'm not going to say what that sounds like. I'm just saying, oh. An Italian. What? A Travoltan. He sounds like John Travolta. Okay. He sounds like John Travolta. Is not like Italian. He sounds like an Italian. I have plenty of Italian friends and they don't sound All like of my that. Italian friends sound like exactly like that. Yeah. All my Italian friends are Andrew Dice Clay. Is he even Italian? I don't think so. His name's not Andrew Dice Clay. Well, I call him the Dice Man. Andrea Di Clay. (laughs) (laughs) Raph says they could go back to the sewer. Leo gives exposition on how it's tough when 500 members of the Foot Clan know where you live. Donnie says he's right. Raph says, we kicked their butts. They're all in jail. Besides, we took out the shredder. So what's everybody so worried about anyway? No, Splinter took out the shredder. And Donnie says, he's right. I call this recaps position. Leo does say no. Splinter took out the shredder. And Donnie says, they're both right. I was there, Leo. Remember? Old Shred did his wand dive with a half gainer right into the back of a garbage truck. Ah! He pretends to fall out the kitchen window as Splinter comes down the spiral stairs. Come away from there. Jeez, I was just going to... Never forget who you are. You are Ninja. You must always practice the art of invisibility. Raph says he doesn't get it. They saved the city. He wants to go out and live. Splinter calls him over. It's time for some exposition. Lots of it. For 15 years, you've been confined below. Now the outside world beckons your teenage mind, but they can never understand. (laughs) Their world can never be ours. Not even pizza? Pizza's okay. They're relieved. Again, it's a metaphor, folks. Spiral staircases are trash, right? Very trash. Such a horrible function. We just praise spiral staircases. When did I praise spiral staircases? It sounds like something you would praise. In Blade Trinity, I said I love a good spiral staircase shot, and you agreed with me. I love a shot of it, but I don't like the function of them. In reality, though, you're saying it sucks. Yes, love the look of it. The reason why spiral staircases exist is because you need to get upstairs fairly quickly. You don't have a lot of space. That's why. Also, it's aesthetically pleasing. Would you rather a ladder, Zach? Yes. Functionally. You'd rather like climb up and down a ladder. Yeah. Or maybe a ladder and then like a fireman's pole. Ooh, get down yeah. the pole and climb up the ladder. I'd be doing that shit all day. I'd love to slide down that pole. I bet you do. What? What are you doing after this? Not you. Brett Favre. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Splinter tells April they won't be there much longer. They don't belong above. You guys can stay as long as you want. Leonardo says, yes, Master Splinter. Raphael mocks Leo, and they slap each other. And Splinter says, 10 backflips now. Remember, the true ninja is a master of all things. A master of his environment. A master of himself. I mean, when's the last time you mastered yourself? This morning, twice. Twice? When we were on radio? No, once before radio, once immediately after. Immediately after? 
That's why I fucking hung up as quickly as I could. Shadow Jacker, you haven't come out of your masturbation cave in eons. It's high time I emerge from my cum cocoon. Focus thoughts on where they must go and leave the shredder buried. He then stares cross-eyed into the distance as we cut to a landfill. <laughs> Zoom in on some trash and we see Shredder's outfit a bit and then dramatic music plays and his hand emerges. This is the structure. Ninja Turtle scenes and then maybe a minute of a Shredder update. Yeah, it's... And back to the Turtles, then an update of Shredder for a minute. <laughs> Foot Clan runs into a junkyard hideout. They're the remaining survivors. Some are arguing about the junkyard being... The known fallback spot. And that's when Tatsu comes in, grunting and destroys stuff in frustration. Our father gone! He kicks the table. They will pay! Karate chops some wood. Aye, Tatsu, now lead! Let any who challenge step forward! What's his name? Tatsu. T-A-T-S-U. I call him Katsu. I got a note on Kino. Similar thing happened to me. Shredder steps in and says, I challenge. And I went, holy shit, he's alive. Look at him. And Tatsu is no longer interested in being leader. Mm -mm. Not even close. He's not even going to be like, hey, man, you're probably weak and shit. Like, let me try you. One guy says, his face. And I looked at his face. I paused it. And I was like, okay, what's going on in his face? And I, oh, that's also like a little scar. Yeah. Not even a scar. It's a cut, like, from his ass getting whooped. Right. Ten minutes ago, apparently. Yeah, because it's still freshly bleeding, right? Yeah. Shredder tells Tatsu to have the best man follow the reporter. She's the key to who did this to him. And will they rebuild the Foot Clan? And he says, no, there is only one thing next. Revenge. And then he starts sharpening his helmet. Okay, revenge is next, but you know what makes revenge a lot easier? Rebuild your army of ninjas. Seems like they rebuilt it anyways. I just don't feel like having a sharp helmet is very functional in battle. Like you headbutting people. I've never seen him headbutt anybody. It felt for show. He doesn't fight anybody in this movie. You're right. He doesn't. Petty play. April's doing a news report on some chemical cleanup company. The motherfuckers in the background look like they're doing their own research on the vaccine. <laughs> That's what I'm doing my own research looks like. Helmet, jumpsuit, test tubes, vials. Let's go. Professor Jordan Perry talks to her. TGRI is finally cleaning up the waste they've buried there for years. Why? Uh, would you like me to keep my answers succinct or will you be able to edit later on in case I start to ramble, which unfortunately uh, I'm in the habit of doing? Professor, we're live. <laughs> That's how cinephobe should be. Organization is worried about the welfare of the community. Raph isn't buying it. He wants to watch Oprah. Neil says to leave it. They're watching April. Michelangelo is crunching a giant candy bar in Raph's ear. Raph is also from a Bronx tale, apparently. Has, has the word come up yet? Are you talking about spasmatic? Yeah. Is that problematic? I don't know, actually. Who is this spasmatic? It probably is, right? It kind of feels like. 855-NBA-JUMP if you think spasmatic it's is. Spasmatic. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I wish we could do this shit live. I don't think it's problematic because all it means is given to spasms. Mm. No, but a this is not a... You can't say anymore? Nah, man. I think that's on the list now, man. That's a bingo word. So it's off the table? Like, what are we talking about? It's a great question. What can we say? Air raid signs right now. Now I know how Joe Rogan feels. You know? <laughs> Raph is very frustrated. He wants to check the news on the fight. And Splinter stops him. April wants to ask him follow-up questions off the record. Have to do it another time. He does the old, oh, look at my watch. Oh, drat. I must be off. Nobody says drat anymore. You know what else he does? He does the second hand touch. When you shake his hand, use your other hand and touch his elbow. It's classic. I don't know this move. No, I'm, watch. Nice. I'm not yeah. too sure yeah. it's going to be a... That's nice. How about that? That's nice. really good. Yeah. Oh, that's a classy handshake. <laughs> TV crew member on his first day asked what she was going to ask him. She plays dumb. Says she's paid to be suspicious. Looks like my buddy Stephen Swyatt. 
China stuff. Workers run over to some flowers and they are huge. How could they have missed this? I don't know. Gotta take care of this now. Ask fully on for both those guys. They'll grab some men and the professor to take care of this. It's a contaminated area, which you can see from the giant sign of exposition. Yeah, sounds like by the looks of it, they're really used to grabbing what? men and giant things. What? I don't know. Drunk now. Oh, great. Here we go. Freddy checks it out. He sniffs one and instantly recognizes the smell of dandelions. <laughs> I could not tell you what a dandelion smells like to save my life. Me neither. If you saw some mutant-sized flower, even if it's a flower that you recognize, would you sniff it? No. I kind of feel like I wouldn't touch it. You need to find the remaining leaky canisters from the past. Professor isn't worried about the press. Sometimes the best way to hide is right out in public. And that doesn't make any sense to me. I've never understood that. I've had sex in public and I've used that very same logic, Zach. And let me tell you something. It works. 15, 50. Just make sure the rest are found and removed. What if it falls in the wrong hands? Shredder isn't happy about the flower return. No, he does the time honor tradition of doing the misdirection, which I don't understand why people do that. The henchman, this is not good. This is great. <laughs> Wasn't there a Key and Peele sketch where it's supposed to be like a Chef Gordon Ramsay? Walter, I have a huge problem with this dish. It's that you haven't made it for me sooner. Thank you, Chef. Because if you had, Drew, then I would know how good you are at cooking food that's bad. I'm sorry, Chef. And when I say bad, I mean Michael Jackson bad. Thank you, Chef. You know how he looked really, really bad at the end of his life? Chef, I'm sorry. I don't know if you like the dish or not. But I thought, silence! Maybe even better. <laughs> Whatever causes a mutation may be useful against his enemies. This is the part where I realized the bald guy's name is Katsu. Tatsu. This mother, my name is this. My note is this motherfucker named Katsu. I like Katsu chicken. Tatsu has to gather his best men for a mission. His only task is ever just gather your best men. Dude, it's a great job. The benefits are awesome. You don't have to do much. You just got to supervise. Make sure people show up. Scheduling, really. Cut to the turtles cleaning April's place. Donnie fucks a mop. Do you guys remember pretending a mop is a girl and kissing it? What? That used to be a thing on TV and movies. Like they would dance with the mop and like pretend it's hair and pull the hair back. He said that like he did that shit. It was a thing, Zach. And then tried to pass it off as TV. It was a thing. No, no, no. I never had a mop. I think he fucked a mop in public. It was absolutely a thing. People used to do that to mops. Mikey does the wax on, wax off, and April gets home early. Wax on, mouth off. Hey, everyone's a critic. Spoiled the surprise. Do we think the turtles have tried to fuck her? According to It's Real 85. Apparently Raphael is. He's done it. And she's really, like, loose with that information. Splinter has been on the roof forever, ever since he saw that report. <laughs> this is my... This, what has he been doing? He says, coming to a decision. What a pause. Easy, I mean. Pause? That was a motherfucking moment of silence. <laughs> He's been meditating many hours. He says to join them on the roof. Time for the master of exposition. Origin story time. He's been pondering many questions. Some are the very questions of our origin, the sewer, our transformation, but the answers have always remained hidden in the past, veiled by a shadow too deep to penetrate. <laughs> Until now, a light from the present 
reaches back and around to illuminate that shadow. He unveils an old canister that had the ooze. He kept it for 15 years. And I noticed Leonardo is such a fucking kiss ass. They're only 15? They're teenage mutant ninja turtles. I thought they were like 18. Canister has TGRI on it. April knew something was up. Splinter says they must know what's going on. City may face grave danger soon. The past returns, my son. It's time to seek our answers. Cut to TGRI. We got a lot of green canisters. Professor is dumping them. He logs it as disposed. He's down to the last one, and Tatsu snatches it from him. You know how we know it's the last one, Zach? Because he says, well, you're the last one, aren't you? Turtles are sneaking into TGRI. Michelangelo loves this spy stuff. Not much to this place. And Leo says to move in quiet. And Raph says, let's do it. Huh? Let's do it. Turtles are impressed by the technology. Whoa, Times Square City. Mikey's trying to insert a non-existent quarter. Like video games in 3D. But the computer and Donnie is looking into it. He just sees serial numbers and disposed. Holy shit, this motherfucker is ripped. Yeah, he's jacked, man. But he's more jacked than some of the other ones. The one with the orange headband. Michelangelo, I think. Yes. How do you not know this? His shit is nowhere near as defined as fucking purple headband. Donatello. So Donatello, because he's the scientist, do we think he's been using like supplements? HGH? No, I think he's been watching porn. Lots and lots of porn. It's like quagmire when he discovered the internet. I mean, I would look like the rock if that was the case. Okay. I don't think that's how you build that mass. Saying I jack off a lot. No. The foot starts sneaking in. Access denied and the computer crashes. Computers in the movies always make noises. Like my computer doesn't do any of that shit. Oh, mine does when a Skype call says join call. Yeah, fuck you. Tatsu shows them the canister, the last one. Why? Just for funsies. Why let them know you possess it? This whole stupid ass scene. You could have just left. He holds up the canister and then Why? Mikey grabs a beaker. Chucks it across the room. Beaker month is back and knocks the ooze loose. Real look at me, Louie. Starts the silliest game of hot potato I've seen in a long time. You want to watch this movie and laugh, you listener. You really want to laugh. Anytime there's a fight scene, just do this. Watch all the niggas in the background. They don't do shit. They just kind of fucking stand there in a fight stance (laughs) and like half lunge from the back row. But they don't do anything. They just stand there. I thought you were going to say ninjas for a second. Nigga turtles. Whoa. That's where we're at now. Whoa. Also, they huddle. They are surrounded and they decide to huddle, put their heads down. It's not even about being surrounded. Well, they just gave up a strip sack, I mean. While they're huddled. No one attacks them. No, don't even attack them. Just leave. Walk out the fucking door. They could have left before even getting their attention. Yes. What story? And he's like, hey, I got it. Why? What story? What are you talking about? Get it? Got it. Good. Uh, I don't get it. Ready? Break. <laughs> Mikey flips into the crowd, headbutts the guy in the stomach. The turtles have it surfing on an office chair, trips over a staff, and it flies out of his hand to Tatsu. Right back to where it started. And then they just throw a smoke bomb and they leave. They're already gone before the smoke bomb goes off. Why did you do that 10 <laughs> minutes ago? They're filling time. I mean, this movie's only 90 minutes long. You didn't mention him kind of like doing the keep away. What'd you do with your little sibling? Oh, yeah. Just like holding it high. Like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Shredder and Tatsu have the professor tied up. And it's time to find out exactly what this ooze can do. Isn't it, Professor? Ooze. ooze. 
Rose. And that's it for Shredder. That's his scene. Turtles are moving out. April's trying to convince them not to. Poster of Paulina Porzakova, the highest paid model of 1988. Shout out to her. They must smell awful, right? Because turtles stink just in general. Do they? I had turtles as a kid. They stink. Zach, you telling me that you- I like turtles. Leo tells April it's too dangerous for her with the foot looking for them. Raph says they should go looking for the foot. Mikey wants pizza as pizza delivery shows up. Nobody ordered it, though. The turtles are trying to hide. April opens the door. It's a big movie for mullets, by the way. Kino says the guy in 313 ordered and he's not there. Wait, how did we just do Roadhouse? And that wasn't a big movie for mullets, but this one is. This one is. I don't know. Roadhouse has way more mullets. Mean didn't like Roadhouse, so. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He figured since they ordered so much anyway. She might want it. Notices some nunchucks on the counter. Mm -hmm. She says they're hers. I like to do a little chucking Chucking every every now and and then. then. I did some chucking. She's awful at it. Kino says keep practicing. She's trying to get him out of here. I am. She's getting her wallet. I am keep practicing. Kino notices Raph's foot sticking out, so he stomps it and says, you guys. Raph wants to hurt him, but they won't let him. Splinter says sit down, and he faints. Splinter really has to stink. I'm ready for life-size turtles, but I'm not ready is for a rat with human hands. Touching me on my shoulder and saying, I'm going to sit down. And Kino acts his ass off in this scene right here. <laughs> he looks like the he, dick just hit. He looks like he's Kumite. <laughs> Kumite. Kumite. <laughs> I chant that now. We got to the end of the story about where the turtles came from. Names came from a Renaissance book. More exposition. He's the master of fucking exposition. Recaps position. Michelangelo has to do flips for making fun of Raphael's name. Because all the good ones end in O. By the way, I didn't mention this earlier. April was really leaning on her extensive gangbang experience with these nunchucks. Good Lord. I don't know what the fuck what I'm saying. I have no idea the reference, but I felt like that note needed to be read so basically what you're telling me is you guys were all slime tension it wasn't slime it was ooze a walking here spaghetti lasagna cannoli trombole huh tension donnie starts to explain the foot and kino cuts him off word on the street is they're looking for anybody with martial arts talent especially teenagers easy maze <laughs> kino says he should get himself recruited they say no so he can become a mole 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 this is the point in the movie where i noticed that his name is kino and not dino so i went back and changed all of my notes to kino hey dino hey, oh, oh dino <laughs> i thought it was dino it is not slime it's ooze oh. dino fanculo stronzo raf likes the idea Splinter says it's too dangerous. He cuts Raph off. He's frustrated. We find out Mikey was faking the flips and he's got to start over. Back to the junkyard. They've got a lab set up. Two of the most dangerous animals they could find. Professor wants to relodge his formal protest. They cut him off. Time for the experiment. And he feeds a slime tube into the pen. And Shredder says, yes. No, no. Shredder is super horny, man. He is horny for this. No, 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 no. Fuck Shredder being super horny. He's not cut off, as Zach put it. Katsu runs up and just pushes his dick up against the professor and growls. Pushes his dick up against Tatsu starts an entire sequence here where he just growls. Send to the Cinephobe group chat right now. Katsu pushed his dick right into the inner thigh of the professor. Yeah, you can really tell from this picture that no one's going to see. Well, you guys can tell, and that's I'm counting on you to be able to describe. You're counting on us? He's not even facing him with his dick. How is he pushing up against him? About? He's facing what are you side, talking they're perpendicular. About? Where do you think the dick is going? Does Tatsu's dick have a curve in it? Yes. Is it taking a hard right like it's Will Kane? What are you talking about? <sighs> He's sideways. 
Unless he's giving new meaning to fuck him sideways, there's no way his dick is pressed against him. You never fucked anyone sideways? Yeah, this second one really helps, too. It's the same thing. Look how close they are. They're very close, <laughs> but they're sideways. He doesn't have his dick up against him. Dick. Is his dick on his hip? Is definitely. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. That's my point. It's not dick to dick. I didn't say that. He just said his dick is pressed up against him. No, unless Tatsu's dick is located on his own right hip. There's no way his dick is pressed against him. No. Yes. You're bugging. You're drunk. Facebook poke. That's what that is. That's called the Facebook poke. What? Just fucking fuck up. Mark Fuckerberg. You're high. You're drunk. Cut to April in the rain. Because again, we can only have about a minute of Shredder on the screen at any time. Maximum. It's a running <laughs> clock as soon as Shredder shows up. Telling the turtles the coast is clear. Back to the sewer. Raphael starts doing a Humphrey Bogart Casablanca impression. Well, the lives of two people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world, Elsa. That's why you're getting on that plane. Maybe not today, maybe <laughs> not tomorrow. Well, it's actually Mikey. It's Michelangelo. It's not Raphael. You guys are really bad at seeing color. He gets pulled into the sewer. They're gone. Zach is letting us know he's the ultimate racist. He said, you guys are bad at seeing color. No. That one there is a nigger. Whoa. This one over here. <laughs> You're great at seeing color, Zach. Congratulations. I'm not saying turtle with a hard L, okay? I know you're not. Hard shell? Brett Favre said told me. <laughs> you're really on this Brett Favre kick right now. Brett Favre dick right now. Raph hates the plan. He's going back up. Leo stops him. Let go of my arm, Leo. Michelangelo says he has an idea to solve their housing problems. Timeshare. Donnie and Mikey go back and forth. You'd think that finding a new place would be easy. But no! He falls down an open hole. He found a great place for them, for a sewer. Donnie flips a power switch. It's an old train stop. With stained glass windows. It'll turn into a home. Just like the hotel room in Future Sport. (laughs) Future Sport. Shredder's impatient at the junkyard. Professor says it takes time. The clan is not enough. They failed. He failed. Next time will be different. Next time, it will be freak against freak. And then the animal in the cage reached out and tried to touch his nipple. <laughs> tried to touch his nipple? Picking up all kinds of non-existent <laughs> tension in the foot clan. <laughs> Show me the screenshot then. They have a foot fetish. I mean, no <laughs> one cares about nipples there. And then we go to the news station. That's it for Shredder. Back to the news. It's ratings week, and April wants to follow up on TGRI. That story's over. We need something solid and fresh. Like looking ahead. Swimsuits in the 90s? My interest is peaked. 20th century. This is the same exact scene as Scary Movie 3. And twins! News manager is acting his ass off. Okay? (laughs) I'm the news manager here, April! Ass off. He's phenomenal in this. She gets a call from Donnie. Mikey picked up massive bags of chips. The essentials. Donnie wants to know if she's seen Raphael. Mikey and Donnie fight over the phone. Leo is mad at Raph for wasting their time for having to look for him. We get some slapstick comedy and Mikey wants the phone and he gets it. April, it's Mikey. I just like to say, hello. Would you give me that? (laughs) Back to the junkyard. The cells won't hold the freaks anymore. Time to meet their master shredder. Tatsu removes the bar and they walk out. And Shred's position says, Wolf! Snapping turtle! Incredible! Shredder, not that tall. I mean, these are freakish animals, I mean. Compared to even Katsu. Tatsu. The rest of the crew. Not Katsu, it's Tatsu. Like, I look at it and I'm like, you know what? Like, I thought you'd be, be bigger. bigger. Oh, this line of work. That's why he's got the spiky helmet, you know? He's the best damn shredder in the business. Yes, come forward. 
attack me if you will when it's over you will call me master and the two animals are confused and they say mama mama and they embrace shredder get off me babies babies he sounds like a mean doing arnold what did you expect i come out quoting Macbeth. they're stupid well they're not stupid they're infants Okay, they're stupid infants. Then there's like a massive pause between maybe they're intellectually inferior and they have other attributes. Because when he says maybe they're intellectually inferior, they're like fucking on the ground. And all of a sudden, motherfuckers are picking up cars and shit. I'm like, wait, what happened here? Same note too, bro. Because <laughs> Professor says they may be intellectually inferior, dot, dot, dot. Then cut to probably some time later, and they're lifting cars and equipment. I mean, it's daytime. As you can see, they do have other attributes. Shredder is impressed enough. They're way over time in this scene, so. Yeah, way over time. The professor's taller than Shredder. Why are you obsessed with Shredder's height? It's a weird hill. He doesn't even fight. I always remember Shredder being this massive fucking character. And now, like, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, this motherfucker's like 5'8". Well, just wait a little bit, I mean. It's like you discovered that Kiefer Sutherland is like 5'4". Is he? Yeah, he's super short. I wish you'd just hit me with it. Isn't he? And then we could do the cinema. Time for the Foot Clan auditions. There's so many leather jackets and street oh. tufts. I'm only going to tell you once. All you guys <laughs> going to have to take a little test. Dead. If you're good enough, we let you into the organization. Any questions? So many mullets in this scene. This is a guy with a mullet, a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and a driving hat. I call it a gang job fair. <laughs> but this is. They all start, start walking off with them. And then Kino goes about seven feet, lets them all pass, runs roughly ten feet to his right. Where a turtle is crouching behind a car. A giant mutant turtle. How'd they not see him? I knew this would work. Raph says, we get you in, we find the foot headquarters, and then get you out. Gee, maybe I should write this down. I'm being punished, aren't I? Forget about it. Oh. Kino's kicking ass in the tryouts, and he's doing it with flair. Warehouse Kumite. Raph is just hiding behind a box. <laughs> poorly. Right next to everybody. <laughs> hiding poorly behind a box. There's nothing ninja about him. Absolutely not. They're impressed with Kino. Say he's the only one worthy of a final test. There's a mannequin wearing bells. They need him to remove the bells as silently as possible. One jingle and he fails. We work in concealment. So this is the first time I think this has ever happened on this podcast, Zach. I hope there's a same note too, bro. All I could think about was Impractical Jokers and their fucking bell vest when they went to the supermarket. Why didn't you just challenge me to wear this? Yes, we did that last episode. That's right. Is it a same note too, bro? Same note too, bro. I feel like you're lying, but go ahead, man. What the fuck? I don't believe you at all because you kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah, that happened. Oh my God, go fuck yourself. Raph sneaks up in the smoke, snatches all the bells for Kino, and just like that, Kino is at Junkyard HQ, and Raphael is there too. Remember when we had smoke bombs? Smoke bombs used to be a thing, too. Not in real life, but in movies, yes. Also, their headquarters is a fucking garbage dump. And you have the nerve to call it a headquarters. I was so offended. I was like, what? I, if that was me? Like, I just whooped everybody's ass. You know what? You won't have to fight me now. Because you called this shit a headquarters? Raph is still hiding in plain sight. He's talking to Kino with so many people around him. They kneel behind a car. Raph starts getting instructions, but he gets distracted because he thinks he sees Shredder. <gasps> Thought I just saw a ghost. 
As they sneak toward the main building, Raph tells Kino to be quiet because he might get them caught. And that's when Tatsu shows up grunting. <laughs> Hi, uh, we're looking for a muffler for a 77 Chevy. Whatever happened to service with a smile? Raph tells him to leave and tell the others. He starts kicking everybody's ass. Not everybody's. Look at the guys in the background. Again, listener, if you've got it queued up in front of you, just look at the guys in the background as they fight. Kino doesn't want to leave, but he's surrounded as he escapes, and he kicks ass as well. We get cartwheel kicks from Raph, and eventually he gets pounced on. And you guys have a hell fair fight? They pull him up to talk to Tatsu. If I had a face like yours, I'm trying to make up with some sort of personality. That's when the shredder steps in. That's a great point, by the way, because Katsu has no personality outside of growling and rubbing his dick on people. Kino runs across the Brooklyn Bridge. This motherfucker couldn't get in an Uber. There's no Uber back then. A taxi. Okay, that's fair. A dollar cab. He's broke. He's a pizza delivery man. A bus. A subway. This motherfucker ran from Brooklyn to Soho. He gets to April's building. April, Leo, it's me, Kino. Oh, Don, come on. Raph's in trouble. Mike. You sound like Michael J. Fox. And then the timing of April walking up to her building. Cut to the junkyard at night. And the guys are there to rescue Raph. We get a classic, classic exchange. Uh-huh. This might be my golden dumpster. Uh-huh. The perimeter's quiet. Yeah, a little too quiet. Donatello knocks two guards out. Two guards guarding sentry as they used to do in the movies, which is... Patrolling. I'm going to stand over here, you guys over here. And then we're going to walk in just a straight line past each other. But not look at each other. It's to cover this area that you just fucking covered, you fucking asshole. And then walk back. Don says, well, that was easy. And Leo says, a little too easy. And then they find Raphael tied to a pole. Look, it's Raph. Michelangelo, oh, that little rapscallion, says, yeah, a little too Raph. They would spring a trap right about. Boom. And they get caught in a rope net. Spotlight hits them. Cargo net traps them. The shredded. Why is Donatello wearing a watch? Has he been wearing this the whole time? <laughs> Do you notice that? It didn't, but that's a great reference. Where the fuck did that Rolex come from? <laughs> Jimmy Butler at practice? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> Shredder says he's been waiting for them, and he has a little surprise, and it's a bunch of jagged metal pieces as spikes. <laughs> Junkyard tech. Donatello's impressed with the net. We get a Ralph Nader joke. Reference. I still don't even get it. Did Ralph Nader have anything to do with Net? No. He questioned quality control? Yes. Ralph Nader's whole thing was Consumer Reports magazine or shit like that. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On nets? On everything. Anything. Cars. Anything that a consumer could consume. Consume it. That's what Ralph Nader's thing was. So this is pre-Ralph Nader being like a political person. He was just a guy that was looking out for the common man, so to speak. Also, turtle kebab. It's what Zach had last night. What? I don't know. I, this is, yes, I wrote this note like three days ago, so... <laughs> They're about to drop the turtles on the spikes that when Splinter is there with a bow and arrow. He hits the net and cuts them loose and he says, Kawabunga. There's also a line where they yell out, we have insurance. And I said, unlike the the entire town of Jasper. Same note too, bro. Same note to row out. Yeah, mutual of Splinter, dude. Get them. (laughs) Time for a fight with some random guys. Donatello takes the tape off of Raph's mouth. Oh, why don't you rip my lips off? And he puts it back on to untie him. Uh Fight time. Mikey escapes a dog pile of Foot Clan and they don't notice. Donatello does a bow staff joke. Shredder calls for Toka and Razor. Didn't we see these guys on WrestleMania? Prove yourselves to me. Attack! Raph says the bigger they are, and then he bounces off of one. The more bones they break, Donnie can't hurt him. They grab him, throw him across the yard into a building, and Donnie sees the professor all tied up. Guys are losing, and Mikey discovers a sewer grate. They throw the professor down it, and Toka and Razor try to follow them. 
But the snapping turtle one gets stuck in the manhole and Mikey tickles his feet. Do we have the part where they threw one of the turtles and he rolls and then he knocks down several guys and they got bowling sound effects? And also the henchmen are like, here comes a turtle rolling at me. Should I step to the left or to the right? Nope. No, just stand right there. And before he actually hits me, dive forward like I got hit by him. Leo pulls the eye mask of Mikey and it's like pulling someone's hair. Maybe. Attention. Professor is impressed by the turtles. Professor Exposition is amazed. Four walking, talking turtles. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, the guy's PhD material, all right. They're <laughs> so intelligent, it's incredible. Hey, tell free, dude. We can explain. You see... 15 years ago, you came into contact with a green colloidal gel down in a sewer which transformed you into your present state. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Raph makes fun of the new headquarters, says he thought all the good dungeons were in Europe. No. Hickory dickory dock. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rough is. They have a few questions, a few inquiries. Mikey can't come up with a synonym, of course. Moosey. Well, well, we'll give you the tour later. That's when Splinter says, let the professor speak. Of course, laboratories were crude back then and an accident was just waiting to happen. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You mean to tell us that the formation of the ooze was all just a big mistake? Well, let me see. Uh, Donatello, isn't it? An unknown mixture of discarded chemicals was accidentally exposed to a series of radiated waves and the resulting ooze, as you put it, was found to have remarkable but dangerous mutagenic properties. Huh? Big mistake. Mm. Donnie's upset. Leo wants to know what's happening at TGRI now. They're probably trying to cover their tracks and their mistakes. They show him his sleeping quarters and Michelangelo says, It ain't the Hilton, but... Let's be honest. You'd be better off staying at the Hilton. Who's the one that walks away and is like fucking heartbroken? Donatello. Because he thought there would be more to it. What more could there be? This is the secret of the ooze? That there's no secret? What? (laughs) More than a trivia maze. I'm more disappointed than Donatello. This is like when Blade asked Drake, hey, why can you be out in the sunlight? He's like, I just can. No. It was a big mistake. That's exactly the same thing. It's worse than that. Fuck you guys. I'm shortcutting the fucking trivia right now. I'm just going to say this. They named the movie before they fucking made the movie. Continue. Donatello is sad that they were a mistake. Plinter says, don't confuse the specter of your origin with the worth of your present selves. Donnie wants their existence to mean more. Splinter says they need to focus on Toka and Razor as their immediate problems. Cut to Shredder releases the freaks into the city. Leave a calling card for the turtles and force a final confrontation. They just break a bunch of shit. They're in this like wagon or whatever and it's just shaking and they are fucking. You think a snapping turtle and a wolf are fucking? 100%. Ah, that ah, noise, I don't like that at all. That's what was happening. That's the noise of the movie. I just played it off my laptop. No, you didn't. Second of all, there's still 30 minutes left in this goddamn <laughs> movie. How? How? Couple sees them messing up the city. What do we do if they come over? Let them get their own cab. New Yorkers, am I right? Just open that right into the microphone. Did you say New Yorkers, am I right? Yeah, I did. Verbatim. Same note too, bro. <laughs> Same note too. I spilled liquor all over. I bet you did. And now for something completely different. Let's Goldilocks this thing. Let's not do too hot. Let's not do too low. Let's do the good one. 
Okay. How drunk are you right now? I'm curious. The opening, you're not drunk, and then you get pretty drunk in the middle there. And now I'm sober Where again. Where are you at now? Now you're sober again? Theater of the mind. Sunrise, sunset. Yeah. <laughs> you can pretend to be drunk if that helps. Tequila of the mind. No, I think we'd like to have a good portion of the podcast. That's not going to be possible as long as you're on it. Oh, okay. Ooh, burn. Didn't see that coming, did you? Did you? The lamest possible comment from you? No, I saw that coming. Are we doing uh, the podcast? Are we doing another cold open to the no. middle of the yeah. open? No. Yeah, yeah. No. two thirds open? Yes, no. we, Maze, we have to. No. Because now we've done no. it. Now we're in it. God damn it. Why do there have to be two hot pockets in every pack? We should start doing this more often. Let's start taping. No. Always over. No. Days at a time. Three no. different days? Yeah. No. Yeah. Love the idea. You know why we can't record this over three different sessions every time? Because you guys do. 10 minutes to warm up like an old car. Welcome back to Cinephobe, the podcast. We're about 20 minutes left in this movie, I think. 30 minutes? Something like that. There's still 30 minutes left in this goddamn movie. How? How? Well, you know what's happening. April's trying to get some answers from the police chief. He says his record on the record shows that he has no record off the record. Make record of that. Police chief, who, by the way, is Captain Mauser from Police Academy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Police Academy, great franchise. Cinephobe eligible. Every last one of them. How about that? Police Academy month. Book it. Next month. We'll we'll see it. Oh, man. (laughs) Suddenly, I don't want 2,000 reviews anymore. Maze. Get the electrical charge ready. Come on. <laughs> we'll do oh, it. No. <laughs> the month of anniversary. Oh, shit. No. No. She asked if there were large tooth or claw marks. And the chief can't believe she knows that. She says it came from two really big animals. She can't say why she knows this. They won't be the ones to handle this. And he says, that's what we do best. Freddie from her crew took off. And she's been kidnapped by the foot. And Freddie reveals himself. Their master has a message for her friends. She delivers the message. If they don't meet Shredder at the construction site next time, he'd send Toka and Razor out into <gasps> Central Park and her ass is fully on here. Like to a playground? Who cares if you send them to the park? Well, Central Park is a little bit bigger than a playground maze. Nah, not for a couple of monsters like that. They're going to romp about like Hercules in New York? Nobody. Nobody romps about like Hercules and that fucking bear cost. Are they going to fight a bear? That bear was getting fucking body jabs and hooks. Which is really funny because there's a line coming up. Is Schwarzenegger hard to spell? It is coming up. You're right. I yelled reference. Okay. Comes a little bit after uh, the Bart Simpson glass is presented. That's a double tease from about two and a half minutes from now. Maybe less. Okay. All right. I'm trying out new new material now. I'm trying out like this thing of instead of not paying attention, bringing up the reference. You're paying too much attention? Yeah. It's still not paying attention. <laughs> yes, right. But it's a different kind. It's coming from the other end. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> you should probably get that checked out. <laughs> Wait, now I'm confused. Is this you previously you were shitting this stuff out and now you're coming it? Or were you coming before and now you're shitting? Zach, why do you have to be so vulgar? Uh, I'm problematic. He's a problem. There's so many people in Central Park. Splinter says they must meet. And April's worried about him. Says they don't stand a chance. The professor has an epiphany. Cut to him doing some signed shit on some lab equipment. Beaker month is back, baby! Beaker month is back. And how do we know that they're doing science stuff? Because Donnie 
measures temperature in Kelvin. Oh, yeah, that is pretty pretty scientific. They're stirring some stuff up. Kino's eating pizza. Michelangelo drops some pizza accidentally into the mix. Donatello acts casual to keep stirring. Donatello's actually acting his ass off here. Ass off candidate, Donatello. One of the turtles. Donatello. Acting their ass off. Purple. Scientist. He's a scientist? Yeah, Mean called him a surfer earlier, by the way. I don't know. They're all the same to me. Whoa. <laughs> Four weeks earlier. Can we stop everything one second? I almost didn't come on the podcast this week because of a problematic statement from a mean last week that uh, if you don't mind clearing up because you know you got, you got fans everywhere bro and i know mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. probably hit some of them in the heart you know mm-hmm. last week you said all ducks look alike mm, remember that ducks i got some text messages bro on the howard the duck episode could you tell them apart absolutely sir other than the one with tits you're a racist <laughs> Don't misogynistic your way through this either. This is, a, exactly. this is an issue. Exactly. Yeah. Apology. Less misogyny and more apology. After the episode was done recording, he called uh, Maze and I a couple of quackers. Oh, my God. They've made the stuff and they've got to ingest it. There's a Bart Simpson glass. There it is. Marketing. Reference. We find out that the professor intentionally contaminated the ooze for Toka and Razor to make them intellectually inferior? Made them bingos. How'd they get them to do that? Ice cube trays? Mikey has an idea. Cut to the construction site. Donatello asks if this is going to work. And what does Mikey say? Schwarzenegger hard to spell. Boom. There it is. They say it's quiet. And then Raph screams, Shredder! Out come Token Razor. Leo screams, wait. First, they observe the ancient ritual of the traditional pre-fight donut. Oh, my God. And we get disembodied voices everywhere. And they're not funny. It's a donut. Num nums. They eat a donut. You gotta eat another. The wolf is drooling like a damn leaky faucet. That's not what I thought you were gonna say. He's drooling like. Uh, they discover the cube. Why does Shredder like have to hold the canister out? In this context, it does really not necessary. Like, what is he threatening when he holds it out like that? How ironic. The very thing that was your making will now be your undoing. Is he doing the bolo, waving the bandana around? He also constantly just screams, get them. That's his only move. The secret of the ooze is that for it to work, you have to hold it up. Mm. Wolf spins Mikey around and around and around. He says, maybe I should have brought bagels. Even while they're getting their ass kicked, they've got banter. He gets thrown. Now I know what a postal package feels like. So much banter. We get a, you take the ugly one. I'll take the ugly one. Which one's the ugly one joke? Banter. Amita's tapped out on the banter already. I was the Popeye's employee sitting on the bench outside. (laughs) The banter was just, what was the prior movie where I just felt like they broke the banter record? Cocktail? Was it the bar banter? Yeah, it was because there was that scene where they just go back and forth. At the tiki bar or whatever? Yeah, in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They crash into a wall and there's a club behind it. Dock Shore Club. Vanilla Ice is performing. Stops the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Vanilla Ice. As firmly. What? Frozen on. Vanilla ice? I don't know about that. Hold on. Are you going to pull a young Frank Dukes here? <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to pull here. <laughs> Same black guy from Howard the Duck says, look at those costumes. <laughs> I love this place. Talking to a very confused white woman. Leo slams a table into the snapping turtle's gut and it burps and it's grossing out the crowd and the wolf starts doing the same. Man, could this get any worse? Time to fight and a beat starts for some reason and Vanilla Ice is feeling it. <laughs> I was like, like, hold on, hold on for a second. Guys, I know that there are monsters here. <laughs> there are monsters Fucking fighting. karate chopping each other. 
but I kind of like this beat. I find inspiration in the funniest of places. He starts rapping out of nowhere and there's fighting on the dance floor. Yo, it's Green Machine. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? What does that mean? Does that mean fuck? I can believe I have. Club owner asks who ordered the extras. I didn't order the extras. Did you order the extras? Call the police. Professor explains the burping is bingo wording the process, so they need to introduce CO2 into their system. Same note, too. Not quite a bingo, because it's actually using it the correct way. Whoa! Well, that's a bingo word, Doc. Carbon dioxide is essential to the anti-mutagenic process. They're going to use the fire extinguisher. Yo, it's the green machine. Gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound. Yeah, everybody let's move. Vanilla is filled with a new jack groove. Gonna rock and roll the place with the power of the ninja turtle bass. Iceman, you know I'm not playing. Devastate the show what the turtles are saying. Ninja, ninja, rap. Ninja, ninja, rap. Ninja, ninja, rap. Is meditating with Splinter. He's frustrated sexually. He's molesting the hell out of Kino. He wants to be there with the guys. He's just a whiner, man. Kino whines constantly. No, you have youth. I have experience. <laughs> Splinter's definitely trying to fuck Kino. Don't fight because you can. Kino says, You can't keep me here. And he leaves. The guys roll barrels to knock down the freaks. They bound and gag them to the floor. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. The barrels. They come so slow. Because they couldn't hurt these guys, really. And I'm guessing they were all good on the stunt budget at that point. All right. They spray CO2 into their mouths and Toko and Razor fall asleep. These dudes are copping major Z's already. already. Club owner asks his lackey why he's calling the police. They like it. Tatsu and the foot show up. More vanilla ice. They're beating ass on the dance floor. Ninja. Ninja. Rap. Ninja. Ninja. Rap. It's party time, boys. He has to have been performing the same song for a good 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's all off the top of the dome, because remember, he just wrote it in a moment of inspiration. That's true, he did. While watching monsters, literal monsters, kung fu each other. Tatsu comes to fight. They call Wishbone Crunch on, too. They crush him with their shells. And when they do that, he is acting his ass off. Tatsu's only attempt at fighting, and he gets wrecked. Well, he did challenge everybody earlier, right? And then Shredder said, I challenge or some shit like that. And that's why he gave it up that quick because the secret of the is that Katsu can't fight. It's still Tatsu and not Katsu, but I appreciate the effort there. Professor's fist pumping in the crowd and they start dancing. They're doing the same choreography as Vanilla Ice. That's weird considering he just made this up. Vanilla Ice can make up a song on the spot. These guys can learn the fucking choreography on the spot as well. Turtles join Vanilla Ice on stage and Mike says, like what you saw then give it up for a turtle what he's trying to get laid yeah. <laughs> shredder busts in we're not through yet war isn't over as long as he has the ooze <laughs> and he holds it up again <laughs> not so long as i possess this when did shredder get a cape no he's always had a cape is it, has it always been very festive i, mean, I don't know about festive like he went and got his good cape handed over in small doses with <laughs> mutants. And Kino comes Leroy Jenkins in his way in, <laughs> kicks the canister out of Shredder's hand, and Professor grabs it. Oh, man. It's probably the seventh time that someone's held up the ooze and dropped it in this movie. <laughs> and got kicked out of their hand. That's the secret. You can't hold on to it too long. 
Shredder grabs a woman as a hostage. He'll cover her with ooze. Easy. Oh, my God. They blow him across across the room and out the window with full volume Kitarin. And this is a callback because, see, I told you guys that a speaker could blast someone. Remember in the Bloodsport episode when I turned up the volume on my TVs to dangerous levels so that you guys could hear the meow in the background? And you guys were like, what's dangerous levels? Like, you know, this thing could blow someone across the room. Here you go. I thought you meant sexually. Oh. Token rays are little animals now. There's still a wolf in the club. Even if it's normal size, it's still dangerous. They look for Shredder out on the pier. And I wonder, where is this club? It's between a construction site and a pier. Yeah. What kind of zoning is that? It's right next to the bar from Cocktail. Cogna's Law. Well, dudes, I'd say that's pretty much a wrap. Yep. Uh, uh, cowabunga? Hmm? Cowabunga! Yeah! Yeah! Cowabunga! Shredder's hand busts through. He knocks them down to the other level. He drank the last vial of ooze, and he's super Shredder. He drank the whole thing. (laughs) He's ripping down the beer. Leo says to listen to reason. He'll destroy them all. And so be it, not the whole thing. And then Shredder sounds like Lex Steel. Says a true ninja is a master of himself and the environment. So don't forget, we're turtles. Jumping in the water, Shredder collapses the pier onto himself, and that's when the turtle shells pop out of the water. Said it before, and I'll say it again. Man, I love being a turtle. And they see his hand emerge one more time. Nobody could have survived that. And then his hand collapses. That's my hand when I try to get one last run in. You are a master of yourself. That's the end of the Shredder. Exposition? Not even. So Shredder drinks the ooze, goes Super Shredder, and then all he does is destroy his surroundings and kill himself? Cool. He jacks himself to death. He went out weaker than Bolo's cheating ass. Whoa! (laughs) Whoa! What do you have against Bolo? Because he went with the salt? He went out like a bitch! No, get out of here, man. He's a killer. I wish he had went out like a killer. How many guys have you killed in the Kumite? Oh, wait. 56 in a row. (laughs) Fucking liar. Prove me wrong, Zach. Prove me wrong. If Maze has killed 56 people, does that mean we're going to call the cops? Cops? I mean, apologized for not going with me on Young Frank Dukes because of the scene. The scene where Tanaka is explaining to Frank Dukes Sr., like Young Frank Dukes sitting in the middle. And he looks like he's watching a tennis match because he is constantly turning his head one way to the other. News report exposition from April. TGRI has disappeared. She delivers a message from the professor addressed to the turtles. And Splinter can't believe it. Turtles come home and they're celebrating. Bodacious, ostentatious, hey, hey, spacious. Hey, dudes, Cowabunga says it all. Splinter asks if they were seen. Of course not. And he holds up the daily news at the front page that says Ninja Rap is born. Ten flips now. And remember, go Ninja, go Ninja, go! I made another funny! (laughs) All the credits. Trivia. When Vanilla Ice first arrived on set, Michelin Sisti, a.k.a. Michelangelo, went up to Vanilla Ice to give him a warm hug and welcome him to the movie. However... Ice's overweight bodyguard stiff-armed him, even with the full turtle suit on, and nearly 18 of the actors and stuntmen stepped forward to defend Sisti. The film's stunt coordinator had to step in and stop them from fighting. They were literally going to fuck up Vanilla Ice and his crew. 
the last people you want to mess with. Stuntmen. Not just stuntmen, but stuntmen who are all martial artists. Right. Martial artists who are paid to take hits yes. and falls and punishment. I love that they threw in the comment that he was an overweight bodyguard. And I also love the image of a bodyguard stiff arming a dude in a turtle suit. <laughs> Corey Feldman was the original voice of Donatello. The actor went through a very public struggle with substance abuse during his young adult life. and was in and out of rehab multiple times through the 90s. The filming of Secret of the Ooze ran concurrent to one of those stints, which meant that producers had to replace Feldman with voice actor... Adam Carl. Corey would return for the ill-fated TMNT 3. Ooh, ill-fated? It sounds like a future cinephobe to me. Sounds like a file. They had concerns that having Feldman on board would attract negative publicity, clashing with the family-friendly image they were trying to portray. What? Bang. Fuck. Shredder was supposed to stay dead. He was not supposed to be resurrected. But then they, they wanted, I guess they wanted, I don't know what they wanted. Good note. Some shit. Good note. In the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the turtles' facial expressions were cable-operated with all the motors, servos, etc. housed in the shell. In this movie, thanks to a larger budget, the animatronics were much smaller and lighter and were built into the face itself. The original reason the sequel got the title it did was because there was intended to be a huge reveal about the mutagen halfway throughout the movie. In the comic book series, the ooze that transformed the turtles was discovered to be the product of an alien race. The idea of the sequel was to have the reveal set up the famous Utron Triceraton Fugitoid story for the third film. The idea was scrapped, and the secret of the ooze was left as an ominous mystery in the title. They literally named the movie before they wrote the movie, then ended up making a different movie, but never changed the title. Hence the terrible secret. Ernie Reyes Jr. was Donatello's fight double in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one. Producers liked Reyes so much, they created the role of Kino just for him to replace the ultra-violent Casey Jones. So after the super dark tone of the first movie, parents were not happy. They expected their kids to see some of the same goofy action that was in the cartoon, but instead, they got Raphael shouting expletives, brutal fights, and themes involving teenage delinquency. To avoid this problem in the sequel, producers barely allowed the Turtles to use their weapons and instead made them fight most of their enemies hand-to-hand. By the way, the comic book, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book, they love pizza and beer. Oh, okay. Though the first movie had exceeded all expectations, Golden Harvest wasted no time greenlighting a sequel because they thought the franchise was going to burn out quickly and were surprised it had lasted as long as it did. They wanted to get this movie out in theaters as soon as possible, which is why the film came out less than a year after the first movie's release. That's pretty crazy. Insane. Did you guys know they traveled back in time in the third one? Oh, no. I've never seen the third one. Tony Medley probably loves it then. They traveled back to the 17th century Japan. Yeah, definitely got to get in on that. <laughs> Turtles have always had a strange relationship with the United Kingdom. The UK during the 80s and 90s, violence in TV and movies was heavily censored. Censors felt that the Ninja Turtles fell under this category which led to the cartoon series being retitled Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles in the UK. That's so stupid. It's really stupid. One of the hottest points of contention was Michelangelo's nunchucks. Throughout the European version of the cartoon, Mikey's famous weapon was edited out. This eventually led to him switching over to using a grappling hook permanently. In the second movie, the UK took issue with the scene in which Mikey uses a chain of link sausages as nunchucks. What? They felt it was too close to the real thing. The scene was completely edited out of the European version of this movie. Because he beat some dudes with his meat? The fight double for Donatello, Stephen Ho, kept the Donatello head and became a stand-up comedian that uses it in his act. I'm sure he's hilarious. <laughs> Stephen Ho was a prop comic. <laughs> a grappling hook is way more graphic to use than 
nunchucks, by the way. It's a really strange line to draw. They're made out of sausage. Axl Rose. Bangers. Nearly missed. Tw- <laughs> wow. Don't laugh at that shit. That was good. They call them bangers over there. Across the pod. We call them podcast episodes. Oh! <laughs> okay, Ralph. Axel Rose nearly missed playing one of his shows because of the Turtles. In December of 91, the singer's manager had to inform his bandmates that he was going to be late because he was watching The Secret of the Ooze. He was quoted as saying that, quote, Axel's attention was 100% on the movie and couldn't be bothered for the concert. Aside from Super Shredder grabbing Leonardo and throwing him to the other three turtles during the destruction of the pier, the turtles make no physical contact with Shredder throughout the movie. Aside from their awesome design and impressive creature costumes, one of the few redeeming factors of these characters is the fact that they were voiced by the legendary Frank Welker. Talking about uh, Tolkien Razor. The voice actor is known for playing Fred Jones in Scooby-Doo, as well as Megatron in the original Transformers cartoon. How about that? Michael Pressman, the director of the movie, also plays the news manager in the scene where April tells her boss that she's following up on TGRI. So he's the one that wanted to send her. What was the uh, alternate story that he had her? Squirrel fucking or some shit like that? It was swimsuits. That's right. Not squirrel fucking. <laughs> those are two, those are two different things. I'm the news manager here, hey, bro? We need squirrel fucking stories. Ass off. One of the recurring themes was how bad the fight scenes were, where all the extras would just stand three feet back and just, you know, just aggressively stand in place. In an interview with Daniel Pessing, said that the Ninja Turtle costumes had very small eye slits for the actors to see out of that were also a good three inches away from their faces instead of being flush. As a result, most of the fight scenes show Foot Clan actors standing around waiting to be hit because the turtle actors couldn't see what they were doing. (laughs) Messing went on to explain that if you watch close enough, the Ninja Turtles would first throw out random punches and kicks, and then a foot soldier would bend and jump in front of them so they could be hit. This explains why many of the foot soldier actors couldn't throw back any punches or kicks of their own. The turtle actors did not have the ability to react. And finally, this isn't even a piece of trivia. It was from a oral history site that I read in the comment section, the first comment. I saw both this and Secret of the Ooze in theaters. Who wants to touch me? Pay no mind to the ooze. That's from Farty McBoner Corpse. And the first reply to Farty McBoner Corpse is, full disclosure, you saw the secret of the ooze in the theater, but you missed the secret of the ooze. Lesson, don't go to the movies with any of your new uncles. What is happening right now? What is his name? Farty McBoner what? Farty McBoner Corpse. Farty McBoner Corpse is 100% going to be a Cinefeud question. (laughs) The very last thing in the trivia was... April picks up all the stuff left around the apartment by the turtles and mutters rather ironically, the rat is the cleanest one. As in real life, rats are actually considered filthy. Zero of nine people found this interesting. What kind of trivia is that? It's not trivia. (laughs) Make it zero for 12. No, Mace. It's not trivia, okay? See how it feels when you read something off IMDb and everyone gives you shit for it? Doesn't feel too good, does it? You sound like Frank Dukes. I read it to give it shit, Zach. Not like you who reads the genre every time thinking that it might be right once. I'm just telling you what they say. You want to take it up with IMDb? Take it up with IMDb. Get a pro account. Yeah, I'll pay them money to tell them that they're doing it wrong. Give them a piece of my mind. Breathe. In through nose. Out the mouth. Ass on. Ass off. Teddy Rex. Moosey Teddy Rex. Teddy Rex. Moosey Teddy Rex. Ass on. Fucking ass off. 
Ass on. Fucking ass off. Ass on. Easy selections here. I'll give you mine. Ass on. Michelangelo. Did not buy it. I thought Michelangelo was terrible. Which one was Michelangelo? The orange one. Nunchucks. The moosey one. Salami. <laughs> the moosey one is what you call it? <laughs> I mean, Tatsu wasn't great. No. Tatsu had his ass off. April wasn't great. Ass on. I mean, there's a lot of people. Yeah, I'm going to go with April. She's cleaning up and then she like threw all the napkins in the air. It stuck with me for some reason. Raph was really bad too. Red one. So are you going off of the voices on that? Like, what's your criteria? Everything. The voices, the facial expressions, the way they kind of chewed up the scenery or didn't chew up the scenery. And that note, who's ass off? Who did chew up the scenery, Zach? Oh, Donatello, dude. Donatello was fucking amazing. That has to be a unanimous ass off. Donatello was so good when they're like, oh, just an accident. And he's trying to reconcile with whether or not they're just an accident or if there's some greater meaning to them as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I thought it was stellar. Which one is Donatello? Purple. Scientist. No, the ass off goes to. Oh, you know what? I changed my ass on, by the way. Vanilla Ice. It's not April O'Neil. Yeah, it's Vanilla Ice. I knew. I, I was waiting for that. Vanilla Ice, definitely ass on. Ass off goes to the guy who yells out, man, look at those costumes. I love this place. (laughs) (laughs) The guy from Howard the Duck? Yeah. You know what? Just for pure chaos, I'll go with Zach's picks. Oh, wow. Wow. Michelangelo. Ass on. And Donatello, ass off. Love it. Are you good at keeping secrets? Absolutely. Because I've got a, a present for you. Secret present outside by the dumpster. Is it a baseball mitt? To fit you like a baseball mitt, like a glove, I hope. Golden Dumpster nominees got Michelangelo being a little too moosey. Perimeter's quiet, a little too quiet. Oh, man, that's such a classic. Well, that was easy. A little too easy. Look, it's Raph. Yeah, a little too Raph. Or my record on the record clearly shows that I have no off the record record. Make a record of that and the ninja rap. As much as I want to make it ninja rap or look at those costumes. Wow. wow. Those are both great moments. Racist the way what? you said that. No, he was yelling in a in a mm. noisy construction club. It's not the volume. First of all, that's racist too. What? You thought that I was referring to the volume of what how he said it? As, no. As the I'm racist telling you that's part. why I said it that way, because he said it that way because of how he how like the acoustics in that club work. I know that's so what gonna I'm saying. break up the word otherwise she's all that's all marbled to her you know the fact that you're clarifying that is what makes it racist John Gruden why does that make it racist I don't have a racist bone in my body would you like one I'm going it's quiet a little too quiet rap a little too rap that's my favorite moment of this movie ninja rap final answer same note too bro oh man should I sweep it then Will that bring some unity to this podcast? A little too sweep it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sticking with mine. All right, who picked it? I picked it, motherfucker. Motherfucker. I like that. Oh, yeah. It's a file. This is such a fun movie. I don't even think it's nostalgia speaking here. There are parts of it where I genuinely think this is a fun movie for kids. That's what it was supposed to be. It's got just enough humor in it and just enough stupid action to where I don't really check out at all. I don't think I or some shit anything in this movie. So I think that's a big plus. And it's only like 90 minutes. Like you can't complain that it's too long or anything like that. Just good old wholesome mutant fun file. 
I never watched the animated series. I'd never seen any of the movies. What? I was not a Ninja Turtle fan. Interesting. I never owned any of the toys that Zach bragged about. Wow. Wow. I had the van that would shoot out little pizzas. I do like pizza. So, Maze, this is your, like your intro to all of this shit, huh? You haven't even seen the Michael Bay ones? No. The new ones? I haven't seen those. Those Futures are so bad. <laughs> Zero nostalgia for me. This movie was... Weird, man. They nerfed all the action. No weapons. No violence. Everybody fought one at a time. Everybody's just holding up the ooze. The secret of the ooze is that it's not a secret. It's a phobe. Yeah, you know, uh, here's the shit. I remember this movie. I watched it as a kid. Watched the cartoons a little, but I wasn't like religious about it. Same thing with the toys. I think I had one of the turtles that I got as a gift from somebody. Which one? Can't remember. I was aware of Ninja Turtles. I thought it was funny. Transformers and G.I. Joe is way more into those than Ninja Turtles. So watching this movie, I was like, yeah, I remember a lot of this shit. Obviously, like I said, I remember the voiceover work from It's Real 85, like a lot of these scenes. Mm -hmm. Then watching it for the first time in decades, literally, with its original audio, there was a point in this movie I said, I used to think these motherfuckers were hilarious. It was right after House Keeps Position. (laughs) I think they came in there and they did some banter. And I remember thinking, I remember watching this and laughing my ass off at one time. And now it's just so bad. All of it was all the way bad. It's a huge shtick. What shtick? There is no shtick. Oh, Zach liked a movie, so we'll both phobe it. And oh, now he only likes his own movies. All this shtick. I get it. If anyone were doing shtick, wouldn't that mean it was you? No, I genuinely liked the movie. No, you didn't. I did. And I do. I believe that Zach actually likes this one because... Are we getting married? Hold on. Why did you say I do? Like, he said it's not just nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, because I did like this movie, and I do like this movie. And he does like it now. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to like it tomorrow, too. And he referenced Super Shredder on the Blade Trinity pod, and he's I sure as fuck did. this title a bunch of times. Ooze it. Or lose it. Little ooze it, Bert. Okay, let's just end this right now. Next time we make love... You introduced me to Jade. Make sure you're hitting us up with your ass on, ass off, your golden dumpster, your phobe or file on Twitter at Darthamine, at TalkHoops, at CornPuzzle, or in the Discord. And you get access to the Discord by patreon.com slash countthedings. Subscribe, get all the extra Cinephobe content and all the extra Count the Dings content as well. And now we're going to put it up to a vote. I don't feel like that's the right way to, to do combat here, guys. It's not the purest form of war. Not the purest thing. But it's how we settle things around here. I guess we'll put this shit to a vote. I'm so disappointed in our listeners for picking Blade Trinity, I would have rather they picked Future Sport. That would have made more sense for this podcast and what we do. Future Sport was a banger. I'm going to guess that Bloodsport wins this one. But if you want Amin to pick this, he stole my pick of Bloodsport, so it's kind of like I picked it. So you can vote for Amin. If you want Maze to pick the next one, he picked Roadhouse. Good pick. Amin tried to sabotage the picks by phobing Roadhouse for some reason. Don't fall for that shit. It's a straight up Kumite, and then there's also some ooze on the side. Go, ninja, go, ninja, go.